Welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer, and we have a great question today that was submitted by one of our listeners. It comes from Barbara. She writes, in one of Pastor J.D.'s sermons, he mentions sharing Christ with a young lady on an airplane. He takes her through scriptures, and she eventually comes to faith. Could Pastor J.D. please share with us what passages he takes people through when he shares the gospel? J.D., what do you think? Barbara, what a great question, and let me be clear. You only hear the good stories. There's a lot of stories that do not end that way. And there is no magic bullet way of sharing the gospel. There's no, there's no passage that always closes the deal. I, I feel like, you know, <laughs> I have the privilege of getting to select which stories I tell. And they're ones in which I don't make an idiot out of myself and also ones in which people respond favorably. But realize that for any, the greatest evangelist I've ever known, and I would not put myself in the top 10, the thing that they will always say is, and you start down a lot of roads, and it's like casting seed. That's what the analogy Jesus used. And a lot of seed that you cast out there falls on hard ground. It has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with the way you cast it. I mean, imagine the sower being like, oh, if I had just put more wrist action when I threw the seed, it would have had nothing to do with it. It had to do with the, the nature of the soil. And our job is to sow the seed widely and, and realize that the seed is perfectly good. It's just that God, the Holy Spirit, he has to prepare the the soil in order for it to be effective. Um, there's no set way I share the gospel. I've I've you know, been through uh, a dozen uh, evangelism classes, learned you know CWT evangelism explosion, um, the four spiritual laws, the bridge, the three circles, the two mountains, the you know 815 triangle. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. But I, I've been through all of these and memorized a bunch of approaches. And it's good because they're all back there in my head. But I tend to just kind of try to feel out in the moment. Um, and some of these tools can be really helpful. The, the, the analogy I want to use to kind of set it up is the ma- running a magnet across the sand. My goal, I, I love what I learned from Henry Blackaby years ago. And that is in experiencing God, he said, the key to Christian ministry is figuring out what God is doing and joining him in it. Um, I don't know what God's doing around me, and I can't know that until I, I ask. And so whether I'm sitting with a person on an airplane, talking to them at the end of church, or just discussing with a, a neighbor um, at the end of his driveway, I'll just ask general questions that if there's something the Holy Spirit is doing in that person, that it's a chance for them to unearth that. My wife kind of, I'll see her get her, this look in her eyes, she'll kind of, I giggle a little bit when she knows I'm doing it, but I'll just throw out questions about church. I'll make a statement about how important church is to me or, or, or how I'm asking big questions about my kids, about what matters in life or how I've, you know, somebody's death really made me realize how, how short life is. And all I'm doing is just, I'm running this magnet over the sand to see if something comes up. And a lot of times nothing does, but sometimes you'll see it, you'll see it pop up and, and you'll get involved in this in this discussion, almost every person I've seen come to faith in Christ, they just responded um, to one of those those kinds of things. Um, you know, we, we, we encourage something here at our church called the FISH method. Um, and it's just a little acronym that's helpful to remember. Um, F stands for friendships. And that just means build a relationship. I don't have time to be friends with somebody in an airplane, but I can just be interested in them. It's weird when we try to represent Jesus as if he's always trying to close the deal and never interested in people. So he just, you know, friendship. Um, I stands for initiate spiritual conversations. That's where I'm throwing questions out that run the magnet over the sand. Um, you know, here's more of a bold one. I've asked this, um, you know, right now, do you feel like you're, you're getting closer to God or going farther away? I asked that to somebody in the airplane. I just got the most interesting answer back to them. They're like, well, I'm sort of, I think I'm coming closer. And I'm like, well, tell me about that. 
you know, and they just start talking. Um, and so we're having a spiritual conversation and, and the more they talk, the more it sets up me naturally to be able to, to just turn the conversation and say, Hey, do you mind if I tell you the most important discovery I ever made? And then they almost always will say yes, especially if they've been talking for a while. And then I, I usually open my Bible to Romans 6.23. That's S. S stands for share the gospel. Romans 6.23 is the easiest all-in-one verse to talk about everything. And I pull out a napkin and I draw two cliffs that are separated by a chasm. And I draw this line down the middle that represents sin. And talk about how Romans 6.23, the penalty of sin that we've all committed is, is death. And I explain what that means. I explain sin as the big I problem. Uh, it's, it's, it's that I do what I want to do instead of what God wants me to do. And we're all guilty of that. And it separated us from God and how nothing we could do could overcome the wages of sin. And then I, uh, from the right cliff, I draw an arrow showing how he broke through that wall. And now you've got the picture of a cross and Romans six twenty three says it's a gift. And then I just say, you know, I was raised in church. I'll joke. The only drug problem I ever had was getting drugged to church. And, and say, but I, I, none of this was a reality to me until I was 16 years old. And I, um, I knew that, that I needed to receive Christ on my own. And that's when I received the gift. A lot of times I'll use the, the pen that I'm holding or, you know, their phone or my phone to illustrate, you know, this is a gift. You have to take it. Has there ever been a time when you, when you did that? Um, and that leads me to the H, which is help them believe. Uh, you, you have to ask people, have you done this? And, and if not, would you like to do it right now? You know, one of my salesman friends says, you know, he, yeah, every salesman has to learn the ABC, always be closing. A lot of Christians never close the deal. A lot of preachers never do. Ask them, do you want to believe right now? Um, and th that kind of simple formula helps me as I'm, I, I'm talking with people. Let me give you a few practical tools that I've used uh, that have helped me in this process to have the tools in that conversation. One is just learning to, 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 to write or share your testimony in a way that's compelling find something about your testimony that will resonate with certain people. I have two versions of my testimony. It, it's all the same facts. I'm not making up, making up stories. And one of them wasn't like a, you know, drug dealer who murdered people and the other one, a church kid. But, but in one, in one version of my testimony, I emphasize how unhappy I was unsatisfied in life until I, I found my purpose in Christ. In another version, I emphasize how, um, it was fear of death through the death of, of a friend that made me ask questions about eternity, which syllable I emphasize is dependent on, on what I'm reading there from that person. Cause I'm trying to find that point of resonance where they, they respond, but um, write out your testimony. It should never be longer than 90 seconds to two minutes. You should be able to tell it cause you just don't have that long and, and be able to tell it in a way that will, will run that magnet over the sand for them. Um, the Romans road is a big one. You know, Romans it's basically Romans three twenty three, Romans six twenty three, which we've already talked about Romans five, eight, about how God demonstrates his love, Romans 10, 9, and 10. That's the, the, the nature of saving faith. And Romans 10, 13 is where you close the deal. Whosoever will call in the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a good one to memorize. Um, we use a, a tool here called Taste and See, which is basically um, a set of, of about 31 verses that we give to people um, that just ask them to write down what they think the verse means and what it's saying to them. And a lot of times we'll give that to somebody and say, hey, what if for the next next 31 days, what if you spend a little bit of time in each of these verses and then we'll come back together in a week, a month, and we'll talk about what you learned. It's a very effective, it's just letting the word of God do the work. We'll put these resources on our, our show notes page and, and you can access those. Um, you know, the thing that I would, I would emphasize is you're just joining the Holy Spirit and what he's doing and the word of God does all the work. One of the most effective evangelists I've ever been around, 
He said, he said this, he said, everybody who's effective at evangelism believes at their core, two things. Number one, that salvation belongs to God. He said, that takes the pressure off of me. I don't have to convince them. The Holy Spirit has to prepare them. Salvation belongs to God. God does the initiating. He does the awakening. He's the one that is at work in them. He said, but the second thing that every effective evangelist believes is that faith comes only by hearing and hearing by the word of God. While the first one took the pressure off of me, this second principle um, motivates me to share the word because until the word is in their heart, the word can't actually do the work. So, so Barbara believed that salvation belongs to God, that he's just calling you to join him in what he's doing. And that faith comes only by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which means you have to, to put the word out there any chance that, that you get. Pray every morning as I try to, God, open my eyes today to where you're working around me and where I can join you in, in being able to speak the word to somebody who, who needs to hear it so that you can take the next step of, of your, your work in their lives. Uh, you know, they say that the average person, the average American has to hear the gospel 12 times before they believe it. When I share the gospel and it goes nowhere, I kind of think, well, maybe that was number nine. Maybe it was number 11. Maybe it was number one. But, you know, some of those times I get to be number 12. And that's a, that's a wonderful experience. But you never have it until you're willing just to get out there. Great question, Barbara. Praying for you as God empowers you to become the uh, evangelist that he's called all of us to be. Thank you so much for joining us today for Ask Me Anything. If you like our podcast, we would really, really, really love it if you would briefly rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, all kinds of places, so that others can enjoy it as well. It is really one of the most helpful things you can do. If you enjoy this, chances are someone else is going to enjoy it. So go ahead and give us a rating and a review. And also make sure you're subscribed so you get all your all our new episodes directly on your device. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.